you know grief, and you know that the untimely loss of a father, a mother, a sister, a brother, God forbid, of a child, that situation, that's not the rug getting swept from under you. That's when the whole damn building collapses. You are crushed beneath the weight. In light of that pain, it tastes bitter to speak of a silver lining. The only good that I can point to is a growing sense of empathy. Empathy will stop me in my tracks if I hear of someone's loss. It will compel me to bring up uncomfortable topics or to initiate awkward hugs or to show up. But the truth is this, this change is cheap and lousy of a consolation prize. And I'd, I'd toss it away for one more moment with my sister. The irony is I kind of thought that this talk was going to be about transformation. How we undergo tragedy, we become more compassionate. But this world has more than enough tragedy as it is. This talk is not about transformation. It's simply a reminder. It's a reminder that even though I got safer cars and our medicine is more effective, that mortality rate still sitting strong at 100%. Look, I am regularly stunned by the beauty of this world. And I am warmed by the friendships in my life and overwhelmed by the abundance of this universe. But I know that this world can leave you heartbroken, destroyed, and ultimately buried in the dirt. Welcome back to the Black New York. Welcome back, guys. We've missed you. If you don't know by now, I'm Mia. And I'm Kenny. And this is the Black New York Podcast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the Black New York is a healing and growth outlet for our listeners. Being black women from the, one of the most diverse cities in the world, we offer our perspective on what it's like to be millennials in New York City. We have conversations on what mental health struggles come with oppression and how to grow from them. We'll be tackling topics about physical and mental health, beauty, fitness, America, KKK, cultural shifts, and self-care. We aim to help our listeners find ways to cope and decompress with the changes of life through wellness. We hope to provide a space where listeners can learn self-acceptance and self-awareness. With your headphones, you now have access to a community that is for us, by us, and allowing you, our listeners, a chance to feel validated and be heard. The opinions on this podcast are based on our individual experiences with life and research. Our opinions by no means is a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or counselor. We're just trying to share our gems with you gems. The audio snip you just heard was Michael Teslona, an entrepreneur in New Jersey, conducting a TED Talk on compassion in a time of grief. The timestamp is 9 minutes and 58 seconds to 12 minutes and 17 seconds. You can find the video on the corresponding blog episode, again, at theblacknewyork.com. We would like to hold a moment of silence for all the Black and Brown people in America and in the world. We especially want to hold silence for the Black bodies constantly disturbed, mistreated, abused, and murdered by the police. 
We also want to share this moment of silence for Black and brown people who have experienced a loss due to COVID-19, domestic violence, terminal illness, hospital negligence, natural causes, and the misuse of authority. We see you. We stand with you. We hold you close to our hearts. We honor you. This episode and the work we do during every episode is done in your memory and that of your families whose healing we're praying for every day. So before we start this episode, we just want to start with a couple breaths because, you know, the time is heavy, the air is heavy, it's a lot of tension, and this topic is heavy. Um, it's a very crucial moment in all over the world, especially here in America. So just breathe in with us and breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Then we're going to take one last healing breath. Breathe in. And breathe out. Mia, Mia, Mia. What an episode we have in store. Girl. What an episode. And what a week we just had. I mean... How are you feeling today versus, you know, yesterday and how are you, how are you, just how are you feeling, girl? <laughs> today is one of my better days um, only because, you know, we, we're here to do this work. So I made sure that I was intact to be not 100%, 100% myself, but, you know, just up to just being here for our people. But I'm tired, tired, sis, so tired, like just literally tired and at a loss for words. Um, Just so many things, just so, so many things. Crazy. But how are you? Um, Today I felt better also. This morning I woke up feeling so proud to be Black. Mm. And just like so happy and so grateful and just proud of all the people who are out defending our lives yesterday. So today was easier, but these past couple of days have been so rough. I just been, I've been feeling like, I just, I just been feeling like I, I don't know what I feel like. (laughs) Girl, that part. (laughs) That's like the crazy part. And that's like a lot of what this episode is going to be talking about is like how do we even feel when we're processing grief and sometimes we just don't fucking know and that's weird it is it's it's such a this space in time is such an odd one um Mm -hmm. so I definitely feel you on not knowing what to feel like because even right now like in you asking me I was like damn that's a good ass question (laughs) Right. That is a good ass question. I just want everything to be fucking gone. I want oof. I want everything to not be a problem and I want anything that was an issue to be fucking burned to the ground. That's how I really do feel. <laughs> really Girl. And normally but it's all. Normally I'm such a fucking like ready to just go ape shit ass person. But I I've I've one been feeling a bit more calmer. But also I haven't been protesting, although I'm with the protesters in spirit, obviously. But I'm like, as much as I want to flip shit over, I know that's not the mission of this. (laughs) I just feel like I wouldn't, as much as I don't think it's good for my own black ass mental health to be protesting just because I know who I am. I also am like, damn. Nah, 
I definitely feel you because like normally I'm not wanting to flip shit over, but I'm, I'm, I want to flip shit, like seeing videos of like rocks being thrown at cop cars. I'm like, yo, I want to throw a rock too. Like I want to throw hands, like what's up? Like I am, I am ready to put my own life down on the line. Like, and not to say that I never was, but I'm like, okay, I don't think it's reached that point, but it's reached that point, like for me. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So for the, I support peaceful protests and I'm yeah. here for it. And I, you know, everything in, in like agreeance with it. But I'm also like, when this becomes a violent protest, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be there. Yeah. I'll definitely be there because I feel like part of the reason I can't be there is because I will become violent there. And I don't want yeah. that to be our message. If that's not what the message everybody else wants to send. So I'm like, let me back burners. Let me do everything else I can do that's not protesting. But when y'all are ready to like do, let me shut up. I'm trying not to say too much. (laughs) The technology feds been watching us all day. All day. Just know I'm ready. Period though. I'm I'm ready too, sis. I'm ready. Listen, like it's not a lie. Right. I'll do my peaceful protest in so many other ways, but my I don't have any other pe- I don't have peaceful protest in person. I don't have it in me. And I feel like anybody who listens to our podcast that is not black needs to give black people the space to not attend protests. You know, I feel like that's y'all job. Period. Can you say that oh, one more time? Cause it- that's y'all motherfucking job. Protest is your job. That's not our black ass job. We've been protesting. Black people have been out here in these streets saying the same thing. It's your turn to protest. And I also think because COVID disproportionately affects black and brown communities, it's even more your choice. Because if you go out there and protest for us and get COVID, they're going to take care of your ass. They're not going to take care of black and brown people. So you go out there and risk your life. Yes, because every day we go to work and school and wherever we go that demands our time, we're risking our lives. So that's just all I have to say about that. <laughs> no, but it's it's dead as a fact. And I'm glad you made it a point because we've already shed enough blood. Like we've already shed enough blood, period. And, like and They're going out there, planting bricks, asking for violence. They want us to get hurt out there. White people, it's time to risk your lives. It really Do is. That you should have been doing. Period. Like we risk our lives doing things that we should be doing but we don't deserve to have our lives risk doing like going to work and going for runs so that's not that but anyway before we get started um we really would appreciate if you guys left a rating and review on your favorite platform or email us what you have rating and reviews help us a whole lot just because it spreads our message and right now especially we want to elevate black voices so please help in elevating ours um, you can also check out the corresponding episode blog at theblacknewyork.com and follow us on Instagram at the Black New York Podcast. We post resources all the time and, you know, just keep up with us there. Also, we want to share that if you are feeling called to protest, um, please remember that we are still amidst a pandemic. So it's really important to wear a face mask and wear eye protection. Um, make sure that you're editing your personal information off of your social media. Cause like we said, the feds are watching, like they control and can see all of that shit. So make sure that you're keeping your personal info safe. Um, make sure to bring water and snacks just to stay hydrated. The sun is out. It's a lot of people, the crowds. Also, Um, I heard that the cops are not giving water to the arrested protesters. So it's good to hydrate in advance. It is good to hydrate in advance. And then also because they're um, pepper spraying and shit, Mm -hmm. um, the water could be used to kind of like rinse that off your face. And then also milk is a good um, way to stop the stinging and burning. Make sure no paraphernalia, y'all. Like, please no paraphernalia. And that of any sorts, like no drugs, no weapons. Like you don't want to, if you don't want to put yourself out there to like, risk some sort of like arrest and then also have that on you and that's just a whole nother whole nother nine um mm-hmm. already arresting you for being black and standing up for that period 
Um, make sure to stay with small groups and try to maintain six feet from people. Um, I know it's hard because it's a protest and a lot of people are going out, which is beautiful. Um, but the pandemic is still going on. And like Mia said earlier, black and brown people are dying at disproportionate rates. So do all that you can, if you can, to keep yourself safe, but also for you know, while protesting, make sure that you carry hand sanitizer. And it's very important to try not to yell, like utilize your signs and any possible noisemakers if you have it. Yes. So this week, we're pretty much replaying an episode that we aired before, but we thought it was important to bring back just because of how related it is to all the trauma and loss that we've been experiencing over the past couple days. So Quickly, how is grief relevant in the wake of protests around the world? We find it crucial to note that grieving isn't just a response to death. We grieve loss in general. As Black people, we grieve so many things, things varying from lost loved ones to being assaulted to losing opportunities for jobs or housings or, you know, credits. Um, and there's just so much more. So every day we experience grief, but right now it's especially a time where we're really grieving. And so this episode is just exceptionally important this time around. Um, and some of the main points that we'll be covering in this week's select episode from episode four, if you wanna go back to it, although it'll be playing right after this conversation. Um, some conversations, I mean, some tips that we're giving and some points that we're talking on are, what is grief? What are the steps to grieving? When might grief hit? We also offer some tips to dealing with grief. We talk about negative family members and what those family members look like, as well as tolerating them during holidays or any other family meetups. Then we get into how to keep your cool and find gratitude within your grief. So listen to this episode with care and stay tuned. Welcome back to the Black New York. Welcome back, guys. We've missed you. If you don't know by now, I'm Mia. And I'm Kenny. And this is the Black New York Podcast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the Black New York is a healing and growth outlet for our listeners. Being Black women from the, one of the most diverse cities in the world, we offer our perspective on what it's like to be millennials in New York City. We have conversations on what mental health struggles come with oppression and how to grow from them. We'll be tackling topics about physical and mental health, beauty, fitness, America, KKK, cultural shifts, and self-care. We aim to help our listeners find ways to cope and decompress with the changes of life through wellness. We hope to provide a space where listeners can learn self-acceptance and self-awareness. With your headphones, you now have access to a community that is for us, by us, and allowing you, our listeners, a chance to feel validated and be heard. The opinions on this podcast are based on our individual experiences with life and research. Our opinions by no means is a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or counselor. We're just trying to share our gems with you gems. Merry Christmas. Merry fucking Christmas. Merry Christmas. I love when Christmas comes around because then that means a new year's coming. (laughs) No, I feel that. And that means like I can like release some weight. Some 2019 weight. Ooh, release some weight. Okay. But we'll get into that in our next episode. I'm like, ooh, okay. It's so crazy how both of these holidays are... First of all, I never realized that they were seven days apart. Really? That's one. Did you know that? Do you know that? I feel like... 
I didn't know it on a conscious level, but on an unconscious level, that doesn't feel like new news. You know what I mean? It feels because it's literally it's one week, then the next week it's it's the next holiday. Yeah, I just never realized that it was exactly seven days. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I feel that. Like, that's crazy. Like, Christmas is today, Wednesday, and next Wednesday is New Year's Day. Like, I always knew they were mad close, but, like, wow, they're actually, like, one week apart. Wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope the- you guys are eating good foods. Mm. Whether you're with people or alone, good food is important. It is. The holidays always brings, like food yeah you need that good sure. comfort food like mm. for sure yeah. it's like thanksgiving point two right well 2.0 mm. you know because i'm home i'm definitely gonna eat pork today oh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna eat the hot girl home with that and it's gonna be yes. fucking lit Girl, I might have to come the fuck over. My mom, like, my family is like, so what are we doing? Normally we're together and no one's responding. My mom's like, so are we just going to have dinner alone? I'm like, I mean, we can. But now I'm like, I might have to go get some arroz con pollo because (laughs) ain't no Christmas without no food. Listen, she making potato salad. Oh, you know I love your mom's potato salad. (laughs) Yo, she got the fucking good good. Like, nah, she really makes some fire ass potato salad. I have flashbacks to being like 18 in your kitchen, mad drunk. Like, your mom had potato salad. It was devouring the potato salad. I was just looking at them like it was school (laughs) tasting. Nah, that shit different. That shit different. You like, especially. Especially because I'm used to like, not to say that her potato salad is that much different than mine, but I'm used to like that Southern potato salad and like. She just got a little different twang to it. Like, it's just different. Like, that shit delicious, son. Okay, and now I definitely know I'm stopping by your house. I mean, um, she putting beets in it, though. So if you don't like beets. Girl, you, I, you know I tolerate the beets for that salad. <laughs> I would tolerate it. Yo, come through. You're welcome, sis. You're welcomed anytime. Yes, that's what we love to hear. Yes, but how are you, Mia? I feel good. Honestly, I've like I've been just laying in bed the past couple of days watching Mad Scandal. I just got up to season four and I only started last week, so you know I'm really sick. Ooh. <laughs> Mentally sick, not, not no, actually sick. Yes. I mean um, you're diving good. into you. I'm here for this. 2019 was a year of constant work for me. Like, Mm. I feel like I've been waiting for this moment to just binge in bed all year long. I have not had this all year long. I mean, I did kind of when I quit my job and I had that time off in the summer, but I wasn't in bed. It was summertime. So I was like doing the fucking most. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm like, I finally finished. I don't I don't have any more school assignments. I'm like officially a bachelor candidate mommy. I'm just so like, I feel like I did the thing. I did the thing. Because you did the thing. Yes. I'm so happy. So I feel really good. That's what's up. Um, you deserve to feel good. You fucking did that. Thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling? I am feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I'm like, last, I, I don't, mm, me and Christmas, we have a up and down relationship. So I've been, I've been trying to like aim more towards like positivity because I feel like mm-hmm. the past Christmases I've just let like my sadness come over me. But since last year, you know, I was with my niece and nephew, my sisters. I was like, let me let me start new traditions. So I'm mm-hmm. like happy to be home and be here for Christmas and just kind of like get shit. Just be with family because I know if I was in London, I probably would not fucking like it to yeah. be alone around this time because I didn't not say I didn't like Thanksgiving Thanksgiving was cool but like seeing my family have like their family time and me not be there was a lot so I'm just like yeah happy to be here in a month we're happy love. to have you yes I can't wait to see you I know I can't wait um what normally makes you sad around Christmas 
Ooh. Although I know, but like, do you want to share? <laughs> yeah, I'll share. Um, so basically, my grandma passed four days before Christmas when mm-hmm. we were in eighth grade. And it's always just like a really hard time for me because I was only like 13. I had just seen her like literally the week before and like everything was fine and then everything wasn't. Um, so it definitely changed the way I look at life and just changed the way I interact with people because it just showed me how like how small time really is like you don't we don't really it's like time really isn't a thing you know what I mean like it to me at least and it it just really just showed me to value what I how I spend whatever like moments I do with the people that I love like to value it and like really like be there and be present and actually experience it um I feel like Mm -hmm. that that's what it always teaches me every year when I realize it's that day again um so yeah yeah and that's really hard and it's so like I think what's so important is like the contrasting like the difference in how we approach our holidays because of our experiences yeah like I I don't have I I barely have anyone that I've lost that's been close to me yet you know so I don't have that one, but I feel like it's important for me to learn through your experiences. One, to like know how to be, how to kind of move in the world with understanding that people are going through that, but also how to kind of learn for myself in the future. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I think, you know, because oftentimes like you hear about grief and like dealing with difficult situations during the holidays and a lot of people don't not not to say that a lot of people can't relate there are a lot of people who can't obviously relate because there are a lot of people more probably more people who have lost people either during this time or just in general than not yeah but um oftentimes if you haven't been affected by it it's easy for you to say oh you know just like with anything for you to just say oh well i it's not me so yeah you know but that's it's still important to know because you need to know how to be there for your friends and like if you're not if you maybe can't be there for your friends understanding that they need that space or if they need like less space and they want to be around you more like knowing the state that the people that you know and love are in around these times is so important yo it really is because i feel like you mentioned grief it's like literally it's a it's not a one-time thing it's such like a a long time process in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, <laughs> but it's it's so interesting. I feel like with the time, it's like a balance of better and worse. It's it's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an interesting thing to experience for sure, but it's, it's wild. Um, but before we get started, we'd really appreciate it if you guys left a rating and review on your favorite platform or email us what you love. You can also... Please. Oh. Sorry, just saying please. <laughs> you can also check out the corresponding episode blog post at theblacknewyork.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Black New York Podcast, guys. Remember that name change because it's important when searching. Um, yes. This week's Black fact is nationwide, African-American children represent 32% of the children who are arrested, 42% of the children who are detained, and 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to a criminal court. Like 52% of children whose cases are judicially waived to a criminal court. It's just crazy in itself. Um, But a Center for American Progress analysis finds that one in four Black millennials had an incarcerated loved one before they even turned 18. For those born in the early 1990s, the rate is almost one in three. We know that one in three Black men are incarcerated and one in 18 Black women are. So we can imagine how easily Black families are separated and how the holidays can be exceptionally difficult for people to maneuver through. Yeah. 
It's just like there's so much um, grief that happens there. But also I think that even for people who can't relate to incarcerated loved ones, we still can have moments of dealing with really difficult family members during this time. So the whole entire holiday can just be really difficult for so many people to get through. Yeah. Honestly, like when you suggested this to be the fact, I was really here for it because like I know a couple of those, you know, children in these jails were like, and to think about like my cousin or, you know, my uncle, like in not here and just to be locked up, especially around the, the holidays, it's, it's, it's a lot, like, it's a lot to yeah. think about. Like, it's just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, just even to think about it on everyday basis, but when it comes to the holidays, like, it's tough. Right. And you, you saying that reminds me, like, it, it makes you like realize that this grief Although the grief is all year long, I'm sure, or if it, you know, isn't showing up or is showing up for you, you know, it's subjective. Yeah. But you, I can imagine that that grief really starts to kick in around Thanksgiving because you're like, okay, well, then it's Christmas and then it's New Year's, you know? It comes back to back, Yeah, it's just like almost like you're not getting punched in the face all year and then you just get punched in the face three times. (laughs) Literally, 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 yeah. What the fuck? What the fuck is so true, yeah? Because it's like... Grief, we're we're speaking about grief and like these big like traumatic things like death and like prison sentences, but like grief can be so many different ways. You can lose different you can lose different aspects, different blah blah. What what do I want to say exactly? You can experience loss to different things. It doesn't only have to be like, you know, death and like incarceration. It could also be like a falling out right you know and now this year you're not spending it with them because y'all i had a big ass fight last year right or you moved away from like your home or your best friend moved away or like mad stuff like it, it could be anything you know what i mean and when you think about like the holidays in general it's like so like family oriented and like family is subjective to like each person and like what that means to them but it's just like you think about being together and like closeness and unity around the holidays that like your grief starts to kind of like come up more than like yeah it, it feels more present now you know like you start to really reminisce at the end of the year you're like thinking about stuff and listen this this time around I think the universe is really testing me um to be honest in terms of like how to deal with things but I think I'm I'm doing a good job um I think that I'm like just taking my time with myself I'm like noticing and I'm like it's very festive here in London so it's like not forcing me but it's like kind of like mind over matter with like my visual senses so it's like I'm seeing Mm -hmm. all of this cheer and like happiness so like it can it kind can it's kind of helping me like versus like not to say that at home it's not so Christmassy but not really like compared to like here like it was you know like literally in the more shopping areas like every every single like place had lights or decorations like it was just so it was different how do you like it i mean it's colorful and it's bright i like the lights yeah the lights aspect of it i do like because it's just it looks so pretty but then to remember that it's like christmas time it's like oh yeah Mm -hmm. it does make me think about it but I guess it's not a bad thing to think about it. It it does come up and sometimes it doesn't like, you you know, so it's mm-hmm. just a matter of like how to get it out. I always cry though. Yeah. Every year? Every, every year. I have not. On the day or on Christmas? On the day. Cause it's like four days away. So like on mm-hmm. the day I always cried. It's crazy. It was, I mean, we're recording on a Sunday. So it was yesterday. Um, but I always cry. Like, yeah. And I think that that's so important to acknowledge because oftentimes, at least 
for like a lot of years. I I think I only started truly allowing myself to cry for not traumatic events. And I'm not saying that, you know, your grandma's passing isn't traumatic, but it didn't just happen now. Yeah. So it's like I of like for me, I used to always put myself in a space where I'm like, okay, when it just happens, you can cry. But after that, you can't cry, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's important to allow yourself to cry literally whenever you feel the urge. Literally, yo, literally. Like, if you don't, you're repressing your feelings. That's so true, yeah. So, uh, Kenny, what is grief? I feel like you know more about, like, grief and all this such than I do. Um, Not even just from your own experience, but just from a psychological standpoint. Grief is a natural psychological emotional response to loss it could have like a multifaceted reaction. So it can affect you like emotionally, physically, cognitively, behaviorally, or philosophic philosophically. Like it it's so crazy um on the philosophical aspect. I know when people when they lose someone, like they start to just question like life and like aspects of it and like what that means and just like they start to question just everything so it's it's so interesting what it brings up um the grieving process um I used to think that there were steps to grieving but doing research it says that there isn't and not to say that I used to think that there was like oh this is how we follow the steps like one two three and it has to be in order I just thought that like there was like a list of different things people can possibly go through. But yeah. I mean, there. I guess there was one. People kind of like mistook what the author was trying to say with her research, I guess. Um, but some of those steps that she listed was denial. And I feel like that's something I've heard a joke about like denial being a a, um, a step of grief. Oh, totally. I feel like denial. And so in my um, health psychology class, we learned about how there's like, what is it called? The trans theoretical model. But this was more um, focusing on like how to make change within our lives. So if you want to start working out more, eating healthy, but I think it can be applied to at least the denial stage within grief. But they talk about how there's like, that pre-awareness like before you even know anything and then there's like when you are aware of the situation um so i feel like denial has to be that step of like pre-awareness like before you even know yeah or like before you even accept yeah that yeah, this is yeah. i know what you mean yeah that you know that does make sense because you're just like nah this isn't this isn't this isn't happening right now Mm-hmm. that's yo you know it's, <laughs> I mean I laugh at it now because it was so long ago but um I did tell my cousin he was lying when he told me my grandma died I was like why would you joke with like that that's not funny <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. but he was like I'm not joking and that's when it hit me and I was like oh shit wait he's dead ass not joking um I mean it actually didn't hit me then but um that that is, but like you hear it and you're like yeah oh. I didn't believe him at all like because it didn't make sense yeah. it didn't make sense like <laughs> that shit didn't make yeah. sense like how could somebody I just saw like you're telling me they're not here anymore like what like when you first hear that that it doesn't make any sense um, mm-hmm. and I and I feel like some people um, in terms of like breakups like they think that too like when they break up with someone it's just like yo I cannot believe that we're not together anymore like. There's no way that we're mm-hmm. not like I thought we were going to be like it, they're just like not in that right mind. Um, another uh, that might be why so many couples go back and forth at the breakup stage. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like denial. Yeah, they're just like that is true. I I mean, sorry to speak off the tangent of couples really quickly, but I noticed that, and this is something I've noticed one from my own experience, but then two after that, like. Uh, watching other people I've noticed that when couples are like in the middle of breaking up they literally like I've seen couples do crazy shit like go on vacation together like in the middle of a breakup like they're literally like fighting for what they're denying that's wild it's so crazy oh no I couldn't like how do you enjoy vacation girl 
Well, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, to each their own, because I don't know. <laughs> Another step to grief is anger. Um, a lot of people think, why is this happening to me? Like, who could they blame for this? And another one is bargaining, which is interesting. Um, make this not happen. And in return, the person will do something. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I thought about like um, prayer. Yeah, I've, I found myself so many times in situations being like, oh my God, don't let this happen. I'll go to church. I promise. Yeah, I thought of, I thought of something like that because it just, I don't, I wouldn't, I guess I don't understand how it would, like what it would mean in another sense. Yeah. Sorry. Another step is acceptance, being at peace with what happened. Um, I don't know if I've been at peace, <laughs> but I have accepted that it happened. Um, you know, it's crazy. I remember when I actually like fully, like fully, not to say accepted, but like was like okay, like this actually just happened to me. Like I remember being in um, what's that that social studies teacher's name? Mia in um, eighth grade. Damn, we had um, mad at them. Fuck, I'm sorry. Um, the one who stayed the Rose? longest, the social studies uh, one. Kenny? Kenny? No, no, not him. She was a woman. Miss Rhodes? No, she was science. Yeah, she was science. She was a light skinned woman. Damn, I think she was Bayesian. Her son, yes, her son, I think, went to, no, damn, yes, it was in her class. That's what I remember. Because we had a couple, um, was, was it that year? I'm like eighth grade. Yeah, remember, remember so one year we grade. they didn't find a teacher for us? <laughs> we had like four or five teachers in this one subject a new teacher every fucking week i kid you not i was like yo what are we doing here like wait was that my homeroom teacher or no i think no because i remember my homeroom teacher like we didn't have one for like a girl so if you think so then it was you <laughs> Because that's like, I don't remember. that story is adding I'm sorry up to that woman i've never heard of this woman oh fuck I wish we could Google it. I wish we could too, but I was in that class. I remember I was in that class and that's when it hit me. (laughs) It was like, I think a month after like everything happened. Mm -hmm. I was just like, wow. Grief is crazy. Yeah, It really is. I remember when my ex lost his dad and um, one of his like family friends told him like, look, you're going to do whatever you need to do right now. But no, one day you're literally going to be sitting down and that shit is going to fucking hit you. Yeah. And and I kept that with me. Like, okay, remember that. That's like, you might be so okay. True. Like, I'll just clean my house. I'm fine. Or like, I'll just like do this. I'm fine. But like one day you're going to sit down and it's going to really fucking hit you. That's so true, yo. That is, if that's one thing I've experienced is that like, because like, experiencing like someone passing away especially if they're close to you it's different like it's so different yeah it like there's no way to explain how you no longer see someone around anymore yeah you know what i mean like it's just Mm -hmm. so when it does hit you it's just like yo Mm -mm. that's when that's when i learned that like grieving is a lifetime yeah for sure you're always gonna miss them always you know it's crazy i was actually thinking about um my great grandpa a lot recently because he passed away when i was like i don't know i feel like i was like 10 i want to say yeah and like i didn't really i knew i knew him up until i was 10 Mm -hmm. Um, so like i have there's stories of me like as a baby literally climbing on his lap and like eating food (laughs) off his plate. And like, I remember those, like hearing those stories about me and him. And like when he passed, I like accepted it. I was like, he's my great grandpa. Like he's really old, but recently I was really missing him. And like, I wouldn't say that I was grieving. I mean, I guess I would, maybe it is grieving because you're missing like a loss, which is like the actual definition of it. 
But like, it was just so crazy to think about like the fact that I was 10 when he passed. We weren't that close. There were stories of us, but I don't remember them, those stories, you know? And now here I am 25 and I'm like, but I miss my great grandpa. Like, you know, and it's just so crazy how like that's 15 years ago that that happened. And just like how, like you said, how subjective it is. Yeah. Ooh, grief. Let me tell you. Like, so different. it is so different. Just like loss in general, like is different. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, that's why, I, honestly, I really just be trying to take my space with myself when I'm like feeling like it's hitting me or like that wave is back because it really does come and go like once the years start to go by it does mm-hmm. I can totally see that Um, so some tips to dealing with grief are prepare yourself acknowledge that the holidays will always be very different and that sometimes they will be very tough um, decide where you want to spend the holidays. So sometimes you might want to switch up the locations. I know for me, if I was grieving, I can imagine myself being like, you know what? I'm just going to book a vacation for this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like going to go to the beach. Yeah. Um, but either way, make a conscious decision about your location. Don't just end up someplace. Cause that's like how we can set ourselves up for like any disappointment, you know, next, you know, somebody says something bad in the environment that you just so happen to be at. And now you're like in this big, huge spiral of feelings. Um, you know, you definitely, we have the space to control where we are a lot of the times. If you're not like incarcerated, obviously that's a, an exceptionally different and hard time. Um, but if you can decide where you can be, um, you know, think about it. You don't, you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. And, um, that's just on period. Right. Um, so, and on top of deciding where you want to be and making that conscious decision, like whether you're staying in your living room or going to someone else's or going out to eat or doing whatever, um, remember that not everyone will always be grieving the same way you are and be honest with what you want to do and tell people what you do want to do and what you don't want to do. But also remember that, Others might not want to spend the holiday the same way you want to. So, um, you know, I think it's a good idea to really accept yourself in those situations. That way you can be as comfortable as possible, whether you're with whether you're with people or not. Um, and also just being able to like by accepting yourself in these situations, we can. I don't know, better assist ourselves Um when we're really processing our feelings um also the holidays can bring about like really wide range of emotions so you can experience literally joy guilt happiness sadness um all within a few minutes so to allow yourself to feel those emotions without judging yourself is really important um thinking that you shouldn't be happy or laughing is false you're you're entitled to do you know exactly what feels right to you and your loved ones they understand that the ones who have passed they understand that you laughing is not you're laughing at their passing or you not being able to keep a serious face during you know this time of grief it's just understanding that you're you're still in your moments ashe i'm here for this you know um, light a candle for your loved one. Like lighting a candle should be like a nice ritual that we do. I try to do it weekly because I'm not always like attentive, but I, you know, lighting a candle is something that I think it just sets such a state of solace in the environments that we're in. Yeah. So light a candle for them, and when you do that, it like it makes them feel present. It's like that's their light, and that can give you comfort. Um, make a memorial ornament or like a wreath or like put some plants in your house in honor of them. Um, I think that that is like something that can also bring light like with their energy into your space. Don't feel guilty about skipping on events that you're experiencing because of holiday overload. Like that shit is real. Sometimes you just do not want to be around people facts. and you do not have to be big facts. Yeah. Um, And also there's like a couple other like side ones, like when you are with people, don't drink too much. I don't don't think that it gives you like space to reflect. Um, 
on how you're really feeling and also just truly be in the environment that you're in. Um, remember the four agreements. That's so important. One of my favorite books, and you guys can look up our book list blog, but remember the four agreements. The four agreements are be impeccable with your word, but most importantly, the last three, which are don't take things personally, don't make assumptions, and always do your best. Mm. So that's when you're with the people that you're with. Like People might not understand the grief that you're experiencing. So they might say or do some things that are not acknowledging the space that you're in, but don't take it personally. Cause a lot of times what people say and do have nothing to do with you. It's mostly about them. Um, so understanding that delete your social media apps. If you feel like it during the lonely holidays, cause who wants to watch a bunch of cheery, happy family members wear onesies and drink eggnog together. If you don't have that for yourself, I think that's whack. I wouldn't want to, Facts. um, don't isolate yourself just because there's a stigma about family estrangement. Because um, when you're when you're alone, it's easy to draw back and just be like, you know, I'll just stay alone. And then now all you have are memories of being alone if you didn't want to be, you know, and that can hurt. Those memories can really hurt. Um, and then also stop making comparisons. It's easy to see, like I said, those people enjoying it. But that doesn't mean that those experience are, experiences are all that the, those people say that they are. And also, it's not your experience to judge. So just allow people to be in the space that they're in just the same way people are allowing you. Or if they're not allowing you, understand that that's the space you deserve to be in. And the comparisons just are no never mind to the situation that any of us are in, happy or sad. Um, but more than that, I think, you know, on top of the grief that we experience, I think it's also important to note, like just dealing with negative people during the holidays in general. Um, just because, you know, we get around our family and somebody might piss us off and now we're pissed and now we got this with us and all this Ugh. and all that. Stories and it's just a lot to deal well. with. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Like Thanksgiving alone for me was so triggering this year. And it's just like dealing with like, what you know you can expect and right. channeling your feelings beforehand, like checking your attitude before you go into a space where other people are going to be bringing their own attitudes is so important because all we can do is control our own emotions. And well, not that we can control our own emotions, but how we respond to those things. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, Especially because more times than not, we know that that person is literally just throwing their shit at us. Like always. So I think that the four agreements was perfect to note like yeah. don't take things personal seriously um and keep your cool find some value alignment trust yourself and move in alignment with your values always um and find gratitude and like and the ways that we find gratitude is just like Understanding that when we're dealing with difficult family, know that you are the way you are because of your life experiences. So like you're dealing with an annoying ass mom who's so fucking toxic. Yeah, that's shitty. She's shitty. Whatever is shitty. But also it made you who you are today. And we can be grateful for that little tiny thing. True. And that little tiny bit of gratefulness can go such a long way. Oof. Um, and yeah, I mean... And give yourself emotional safety. Like, your experiences are always valid. Um, and you don't have to beat yourself up yourself up over the things that you're feeling, no matter what time of year it is, but especially around the holidays when there's such an idea on what it should be like. There's so much that goes with it. I know, right? This topic in itself is just like, ooh, so intense yeah um do you have anything else that you want to add before i can get into homework perhaps um no i'm okay i can't think of anything okay. off the top of my head um so for this homework just to wrap everything up um this is especially for our grievers because we really think that we should take time for ourselves um the homework is get your journals and your pens. Um, your homework is allow yourself to imagine that grief is a person whom you could look in the eye. Write a letter to grief. Explain what grief has taken from you and the effects it is having on you. Be sure to jot down any emotions that you're feeling in that moment 
or you may feel you may have felt in the moment you experienced your loss. Reflect on where you feel you are right now in your grieving process. When you're done, reread it and then discard it. And with that said, this week's affirmations, we have two. Um, one is healing takes time and I give myself that gift. And the other is I cannot control other people's actions, but I can control how I respond and how I, if I even choose to. Mm. Being that grief can be such a difficult thing to manage during the holidays, we want to give us a chance to kind of meditate and just get our head in like a different mind space because I know we kind of just like talked about a lot it could have been a lot for other people to reflect on um so we just kind of want to guide you with some breaths and then we'll play some music for you and you know take your time to getting your zone and really like clear your mind space so just breathe in And then breathe out. Take another deep breath in. And then another deep breath out. And kind of just go with your breath. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a merry, merry, merry Christmas. And take care of yourselves and tell your loved ones you love them. And yeah, have a merry Christmas. Bye, guys. Bye.